Welcome to Alpha Omega Catholic. This is your host Ramita Julian. Veni Creator Spiritus, mentes tuorum visita. Impleso per na gratia, que tu creasti pectora. Hello everyone. Hope you are having a blessed Lenten season. In this video, we'll get to hear wonderful insights on Sacrament of Reconciliation, Holy Confession by St. Francis de Sales. You'll get to hear how often one should confess, what to confess, whether it should be vague or concrete, what is the motive behind the sin, whether we should confess the motive behind the sin, amendments and much more by this saint. As we're entering this holy week, it would be apt and meaningful to not only go to confession but also to do it in a meaningful way. I have seen and heard many inputs on sacrament of reconciliation, how to confess, why to confess, etc. But after reading what St. Francis de Sales has written, it changed my view on how one should confess and examine oneself. It totally opened up a new angle towards the sacrament of reconciliation. So without any further delay, let's hear what St. Francis details has to say. This excerpt is taken from the book called An Introduction to the Devout Life, written by St. Francis de Sales. I'm going to read chapter 19 from that book. Holy Confession Our Saviour has left in His Church the sacrament of penance and confession, in order that as often as our souls are stained with sin, we may cleanse and purify them. Since then you have so sure and simple a remedy at hand. Never permit your heart to remain long sullied by sin. If by chance the lioness path is crossed by a leopard, she hastens to free herself from the offensive odour he imparts, lest it should irritate the lion. So the soul which has consented to sin should abhor itself and hasten to be cleansed remembering that the everlasting eyes are upon it. And why should we die a spiritual death, since we have so sovereign a remedy at hand? You should make your confession humbly and devoutly once a week, always if possible before receiving Holy Communion, even although your conscience be not burdened with any mortal sin. For by confession, 
you not only receive absolution for the venial sins which you confess, but also great assistance in henceforward avoiding them, new light to perceive them, and abundant grace to win back the ground you have lost owing to them. Further, you practice the virtues of humility, obedience, simplicity, and love, so that by the act of confession, you exercise more virtues than by any other means. Always entertain a sincere hatred of the sins you confess, even though they be trifling and heartfelt resolution to amend. Some mechanically and from mere habit confess their venial sins, without thinking of correcting them and continuing them lose much spiritual good. Even therefore, you make confession of untruthfulness through want of thought, of hasty words, or self-indulgence. Repent heartily and firmly resolve to amend. For it is an abuse of the confessional to confess any sins, either mortal or venial, without purposing to get rid of them. Do not rest satisfied with general vague confessions. I have not loved God as much as I ought. I have not prayed with sufficient earnestness. I have not shown due charity towards my neighbor. I have not received the sacraments with the reverence that I ought, and so forth. For by which or such confessions you in no degree enlighten your confessor as to the true state of your conscience, since all the saints now in paradise and every living being might confess the same. Examine for what particular reason you have to accuse yourself of these faults, and having ascertained it, accuse yourself honestly and simply of the special omission or commission. For instance, you say, you have not treated your neighbor with due charity, perhaps because having seen a poor man in great need whom you might easily have succored, you neglected to do so. Well, then specify your neglect. Say, I saw a needy brother, and either through negligence or indifference, or hardness of heart, as the case may be, I forbore to relieve him. Again, do not accuse yourself in general of being cold in your devotions. But if you have voluntarily yielded to distractions or neglected to seek the fitting time, place or circumstances for thoughtful prayer, say so at once according to the facts, without keeping to those useless, lukewarm gentilites. Again, do not content yourself with confessing the fact of venial sins, but mention likewise the motive which induced sin. Thus, instead of simply confessing that you have told a falsehood which did not injure your neighbor, say whether it was from vanity, in order to screen yourself from blame or win praise, or whether it was from thoughtlessness or perversity. If you have exceeded in amusements, explain 
whether it was from being engrossed by society or vanity and so on. Say whether you persisted long in your fault, for duration aggravates sin. And there is a wide difference between the passing vanity which surprised us for a quarter of an hour and that which has engrossed our heart for a day or more. Therefore, be particular in confessing the fact, the cause and the duration of your faults. For although we are not bound to so strict a confession of venial sins, yet those who are really anxious to cleanse their souls and attain to pure devotion should carefully disclose every slight symptom to their spiritual physician that he may heal. Be careful also to mention those details which explain the nature of your fault, such as the cause which excited your anger or led you to encourage what was wrong. Thus someone whom I dislike has said, some trifles in jest, which I took amiss and was angry with him. But if a person I liked had said something more offensive, I should not have taken it amiss. Therefore, I will not spare myself, but own that I gave way to anger, not on account of what was said, but because I disliked the speaker, and if it is necessary in order to explain that you repeat the very words, I would have do so, I would have you do so, for by thus honestly confessing all you not only disclose your actual faults, but also the bad inclinations and habits and similar roots of sin which lurk within you. By this means, your spiritual father obtains a more perfect knowledge of the heart he has to deal with and of the treatment to be adopted. But as far as possible, avoid naming any third person in your confession. Watch over the many faults which often exist and hold sway insensibly in your conscience in order that you may confess them and conquer them. Do not lightly change your confessor, but having one selected, one be punctual in opening your conscience to him at the appointed times, telling him simply and honestly all your faults, and from time to time, say every one or two months, manifest the state of your inclinations, although you may not have sinned by them, such as that you are assailed by sadness or gloom or that you are tempted by excitement to greed, or any similar dispositions. Until next time, may the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May all glory and honor belong to God. Mother Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Amen.